This is a Sharp Old Hat podcast and my name is Chris. I had the honor of talking to the living legend that is Nolo Lachlan at his exquisite distillery in the Bern County Clare. Rich in years, experience, knowledge and above all stories, Noel candidly talked about history, his business and many other fascinating topics. His alert mind goes 100 miles an hour and he is never afraid to offer an opinion. A keen observer of what's going on and what's wrong with the world, I know better than not to listen. This was recorded on a Saturday, and if the podcast appears to be somewhat disjointed in places, it is because the man never stops working. His enthusiasm and passion for everything he did and does, the like I've never seen. A true character I had the great privilege to meet. Please check out burndistillers.com. This is a conversation with Nola Lachlan. Actually, here now with, with the distillery, like when did you set <laughs> well, it up? we we we'll always remember the first dig out started. There was a sandpit here, and we we're clearing it, yeah. and that started on the twenty uh, the last week of um, of March two thousand and eighteen. Okay. And yeah. the guy who was owned the land at the time, yeah. which hadn't even finished complete purchase, it was only signed, yeah. uh, and we were getting that over there to do this, and we were to take another two acres here if we needed, which we couldn't because, and then he's. That was fine. That was the that was the start of it, mm-hmm. and the um, two that was two thousand and eighteen. So six yeah. five years ago, yeah. six five and a half years. But what did it? What did make you actually setting up a distillery? I mean, yeah, yeah. you were not twenty five anymore. Like, no, why no. would you go and set up a distillery? Well, you, what drove you? No, yeah, I'll tell you right away. There's no problem. Uh, no reason. The reason we always wanted to set up a distillery. I, I mean, I set up uh, two different wineries. Yeah. In France, so I've been. I suppose I'm 60 years uh, dabbling in drink. Yeah. I mean, I was uh, selling duty free from the American PX in, uh, in London <laughs> to get started, and we we were jumping in loads of fucking uh, stuff into England. We were selling fucking at the age of 19 or 20 because I didn't. I wasn't suitable for the building trade. Yeah, yeah. We, I did come from a, a breed of people who sat around and did things. Mm-hmm. I mean, I spent my time when I was in London at Lescago with Janice Robinson and the, uh, doing with a bag, a bottle in a bag, whatever we collected from, and the mm-hmm. guesswork and, and going through a diploma in wine and spirits. Yeah. And, the, uh, and travel was always in it. I was, I, I was nomadic, like, I mean, um, as a child here, I um, went to Dublin at the age of 10 uh, to stay with uh, people who used to come down and hold us here. And he, uh, I got bored. They, they, we were about, I was, I was, I know I was 12, I was 11 or 12. And then I absconded and he, um, we were supposed to go to Lambs picking up fruit for Lambs uh, Jam, which was up in North County Dublin, up in Portra, and doing a bait. Yeah. And he, uh, so I went down into the city with him. They had a car, auto sales. And I did a walk in the city and I finished up uh, down at Dundiri. So I worked in a fishing boat for a week. <laughs> and then and, and then they wouldn't give just me by yourself. They just wouldn't give me went. any just with, and then they wouldn't give me any money. So I I so I was cut in uh, stealing a bit of food in, uh, in in Black Rock somewhere, some store there. And the guards picked me up and brought me to Soul Street, and I had to come up from Bally Martin Carey was around the garage in Ballyvaughan, and my brother <laughs> drove to Dublin to bring me up, pick me from Soul Street. So basically, you just hit it all, didn't you? Just <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Get yeah. a go like then that. I, then I was only, when I was 17 years of <laughs> age or 16, I came yeah. back after my first sojourn in France and first around. And so I signed up to join the, the uh, Navy here. 
as yeah. a cadet. And he, uh, after 104 days, they decided I was unsuitable, so they let me go. <laughs> so so they, asked words, me, they asked me to leave. After, after 104 days or something. Yeah, like, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that was a very yeah, short yeah. court trip. Yeah, it was, yeah, it was, yeah, it was, yeah. They found me unsuitable. Yeah. And but, so, you, yeah. but, you, but you're like, yeah. your, your, your thing would be wine then, I understand. Yeah. Oh, it was. Uh, well, no, I was going in that time because I came home and I wanted to stay. I was going with a girl in Galway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I wanted to find a job here so yeah. we could get started. Oh no! I'd already had been in the wine. I was yeah. ready in the wine before that. Yeah. So, so whiskey is just a, it's know, more or less. A I, I know, I know, thing, I know. Yeah. Uh, no, we started the whiskey a long time ago. We were actually come back here okay. in 1985. We looked at whiskey business. The whiskey <sighs> business worldwide was down. Yeah, it was going down like mad, and there was no great demand for whiskey. But then, when I came back and I discovered by reading the books and the Galway story about here, I discovered that whiskey was always uh, there was whiskies. Here, there were commercially made whiskey here, not, not uh, Pucheen or any of that crap. Like, any, you know, it was, there was Pucheen and the, like the history of Pucheen is basically started after the, um, the Geldine Bar in the, in, the, in the 1570s, 1590s again, uh, because the, the, the land got blitzed yeah. and the new people who took it over uh, took over all the land. So the people who survived the, 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 uh, the, the outrage there at the time uh, the people who along the coast, they were only given small patches of land and they were given spuds, the potato was introduced. And of course they grew the potato because they, had, couldn't, they had to keep away starvation. They had the fish and yeah. they had very few animals, there may be one or two animals, and they didn't have enough to eat. And the, uh, so the best way was they grew the spud and the spud became, uh, and the spud only became a staple diet in the, in the 17th century really. And he will, uh, because there was no spot until the latter end of the, uh, the, of the 16th century. Yeah, of course it came from South America. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, that, uh, so the, the, we always said that the, the poor people were created by the English. But like, like we've always had in Ireland here, the idea that the war here in this uh, country, like after the after uh, Tudor times, 1530, Henry VIII and Henry VII before, and all through then Elizabeth I, that gap of thing, where all the wars after that were all English killing English. Like Cromwell came, he, they, when you look at what happened in Drogheda, the massacre of Drogheda, the big massacre, who in the hell got massacred? The people who've been replaced by Elizabeth I. They were only there since 1603, 16, late 1560. They were all nouveau brought in people. Right. And he, he didn't give them any fucking thing. Just, boom, got, they're gone. Right. And they, they all wanted their queen and their king, just like Northern Ireland today. Oh, we are going to fight for our king and we are not going to surrender to this other parliamentarian. Nothing to do with Ireland at all. Nothing yeah. to do with it. And the same happened the whole coast. All these lovely people who had only arrived here one or two generations. Yeah. And they were all being... They were all dying on behalf of the queen and king putting up a fight. Yeah. And the odd Irish revolutionary joined them. Yeah. And so there was no, um, there was no class of um, this uh, thing. And that went on through, it went through to 1929 here in uh, Corofin. The 14 hung uh, for uh, the white boys for fighting over the land. This, this, we're not getting fair play of land and trying to kill the landlord. They were hung, 14 of them. And when you look at the names of Rohong, they were hung, half of them were behind by the O'Briens. Only a couple of generations before, given decent living and taken away from the beginning of the, up, the uprising. So uh, most of our conflicts were Anglo-Irish conflicts. Uh, the original old Irish had been decimated after 1603 
and in the 1607, the, 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 the actor Kilkenny, everything, the Irish were gone. We, we, the only Irish who survived then were, oh, Jesus, what the hell is he doing here of a Saturday? Oh, good oh, visitor. No, you don't know, no, no, the lorry. Yeah, he's come up. Well, he's probably bringing Christmas yeah. presents, like. I know, he's good, yeah. No, no, I don't know why. I'll have to go out. You have to just I'll go out just, and well, just it. He grows our barley. So he maintains, and he, the, the, we're doing the malting right now. We have to toss the barley. It's been tossed this morning. That'll okay. be ready for kilning, I'd say. By, definitely tomorrow morning might be as, as late as you want to leave it. But you're tossing the barley by hand, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, we are. Yeah. We'll show you then. Now. We'll show if you want yeah, to yeah, that yeah. Show you what we have to do. Yeah. And that goes into a kiln when we, the endospermum, when we got a thing. And we're doing, we're doing everything here. Yeah. So we're trying to produce this specific product. Now, Annette did a great job for us. She came in here and she like, took this place and gave it a shake. She mm. went, brought in Olga of um, uh, Bordbea. Yeah. She brought us into Bordbea, got Bordbea to produce uh, you know, a, a, a branding plan for us. Yeah. And, the, uh, and then we have that now completed. We got the products, we got the brand. We also uh, are now, uh, there's now another step to maintain the brand and get the, the whole the package that's been put together for us to, to know how to use that, that. Like the design of the bottle, we don't want to go back, but we can't afford to pay the price of the bottle we're paying. Yeah. Now, we're paying an artificial price because small quantity and small volume. Of course. So, yeah. we, so now we have to source that bottle exactly at the right price from, and we have to buy a bit more volume to make it worthwhile and other sizes of bottles can be done. There's a whole lot of, uh, the same goes for the barrels here. Like, I mean, I, can, I, I need to make 20 or 30 barrels, but the amount of effort that went into getting the first 120 barrels, Irish Oak, was massive because out of the... Uh, right up there, still there's these. You see those things there, the waste. Yeah, I've seen them last the waste. Time, like, yeah. Now that waste is a, 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 there was a hundred and something of pallets of that the first yeah. two months. And then there, then there was a load of uh, stuff. I think I might, uh, you see, this is, a, this is it here, Pat, yeah, to yeah, show I've you. That's the waste, just that's, waste. That's the waste, yeah? Yeah. yeah. Just, that's massive you see, build a house with it. Oh, you would, yeah. And then we, and, and then, and then, and then we bought a load of timber. But we had to buy the lot, we had to cut it. And this isn't worth the shite, that's no good. Yeah, of well, course. Waiting, no good. So we finished up with, um, with uh, maybe 100 tons of uh, unusable oak. Yeah. So uh, that's the thing. Uh, thanks, sir. Uh, yeah, yeah. One and one. One and one. It's two. All <laughs> right. Right? Good luck. Yeah, thanks. Have a good Christmas. Yeah, thank you. Good luck. You. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this is Brenda O'Regan again. That was Brendan's idea. He didn't want anybody with him who wasn't able to, uh, didn't think outside the box. Yeah. That was one of his policies. He wanted fellas like me who were wildcards, as we call us, or whatever they call them, different things, different things. People who just said, I don't, no, no, no. Why is that? Should we could do something else? Yeah. Like, uh, to the, instead of saying, oh, no, forget it, that won't work. Why not? We'd say, well, why isn't it working? We'd, we'd ask, uh, we'd say, Sure, if it doesn't work, uh, what's the alternative? And the alternative might be, you know, they'll be talking about fucking, uh, you know, like something. The perfumery wouldn't work. How do you know it wouldn't work? Well, we know it wouldn't work. Why? Because where are you going to sell it? Well, you have Shannon Airport. Did, uh, did, Brenda was a, a great car to have. 
because nobody, everybody said duty free. Everybody said industrial estates and like we done there, duty, what do you call it, tax free estates wouldn't work. Everybody, everything we've told didn't work. And you know what he had to do? Do it himself, set it up, get people in. And if he took the job and he was a government official, Nothing would work because they put a block in it before it started. What Brendan did different than everybody else, Brendan says he offered his services. And then he got people to roll in with him. But he never became a state servant. He said to me that was one of the great disasters because he said there is too many layers. And, he's, and that's when we come back to our brain law, usually friend around with their brain law. Yeah, because he said, no, he said, everybody has to be made think, made work. You, their head and body. You have to get them their whole thing. And, they, and there's no such thing as him. You're using the body, which normally happens, and the fellas told to fucking forget your head. We'll, we'll, we'll do the thinking for you. Yeah. And, uh, you know, that fella is, that, the day you're down to that fella, you're competing in labor. You fellas, you're off the way to China like the bottles. But you knew Brendan O'Regan fairly well then, yeah? Well, I suppose I knew him. I don't know if anybody knows Brendan or even know more than but they knew myself. Yeah. If you ask anybody, do you know Nola Lachlan? They say, no, yeah. we do. We fucking madman hanging around here for fucking 100 years. <laughs> <laughs> well, because I, I found it interesting <laughs> they, what I read. They wouldn't, uh, they wouldn't, uh, very few people would uh, claim to know me. Yeah. Like, very few. Like, yeah. it's only more thing now. Even my family said they don't know me anyway. <laughs> my children, my daughters. <laughs> said, you were gone. You, were, you, were, you didn't stay long enough to get to know you. Yeah. <laughs> like to yeah. Get to know a person proper. I suppose you have to live with them for a few years. Well, I suppose so, yeah. yeah. You don't get to know people. But, but the, to, um, I read no, about... But I, I know Brendan from the point of view. I know uh, he, he wrote, there's books written about him. Yeah. But there, there was only one combinator. You went to him. Uh, he'll sit down, he'll give you time. Time. He will, if you have a proposition and it's, you think it's going to work, Brendan will, um, Brendan will, will be, he will be um, on your side. I mean, and he wouldn't think of the money. Yeah. So you see, everybody's sitting down, money, money. Yeah. Brendan, he thought about the money, but he, he, that was not for the conversation. He, he put it back in the conversation. Yeah. It's the viability came into it. And then he was putting other caps on things, not, not uh, financial caps. Yeah. And uh, how would the banks react? Well, we always knew how the banks were going to react anyway. Uh, like we had to educate the bank manager about what you're doing. You went in and you educated him because he didn't have a fucking clue. Sure, now, now he knew about how many cattle. The only thing the bank knew in Ireland, uh, in Lourdes Island, was how many stock do you have? When would they normally be sold? What would they normally get? What's his household expenses mean to him? How much of that will he have to pay back? But of course and, it comes and down the same, to and the same, the same as the way with a, with a teacher. Oh, teachers are great because we know exactly. We have a formula there for every for fucking teachers. Yep. So we know what we can give them. And the guards. So they were doing two with guarantee. Anybody yep. with guarantee salary, the bank had a list of them there. There was no computer. They had a fucking sheet of paper. And they, if it took me in and they asked for 10,000. No, they're going to make a payment. You want to see what do you want? Find out what he wants. And they say, that's me, the manager. So they think, ah, he wants to know. Oh, no, fuck's sake. Ask, find out what he wants so far. We're not going to do it anyway, so it's fucking wasting my time. I can't fucking shoot my nose out for that much. That's the manager. They made the decision that time. And they had their limits and all this type of thing. So a lot of the smart guys went into the banks and said, Joe, by the way, what's your limit? And he said, well, 20,000. 1971, the festival, that's the first thing I asked him. <laughs> What's your limit here in this bank? How much can you go for? 
Well, how much can you do without asking anybody? How much can you do in Parsi? Can you give me? That was, the, that was the thing they held against me. They reckon I fucking went in and conned the manager <laughs> into giving me the fucking money. Because they said, it's up to you now. You have to make, you make the decision. Yeah. Oh, no, I have to go. No, you don't. You just told me. You, can, you, think, you know, told me you can, give me, you can go that far <laughs> without telling anybody. So yeah, I, I sign up. Sign me up for that now. You might as well sign me up. I'll put in half and you sign me up for the other half. Well, it's called yeah. original entrepreneurial spirit, isn't it? Yeah, it is. When, yeah. you, when you don't see a problem, you yeah. just see um, the way to yeah. a solution yeah. Yeah. and yeah. the way it may be a bit windy yeah. Yeah. and you yeah. have yeah. to try a few things yeah. until yeah. they yeah. work. Yeah. But the problem itself yeah. is, yeah. is yeah. invisible to you yeah. Yeah. because it's not there. I just yeah. want to get to a solution. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. That, that's what I read about Brenda yeah. Regan, um, about, the, um, yeah. about those special economic zones, like, you know, which yeah. now yeah. are actually yeah. a problem in the world, like yeah. a real yeah. problem. But the way it was up here set up at Shannon is, I think it started off with Shannon being basically um, a, an air base for yeah. planes coming over from America. Yeah. Yeah. And the planes didn't have the range to go from New York to Paris or yeah. Rome. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, that was so over. they had yeah. to, they had to stop over yeah. to yeah. be refilled. Yeah. And then it was originally fines. You see, the riverboats come in first. They come down the yeah. river fines. But eventually they had they had yeah, um, yeah. the technology, the tanks got bigger or whatever, <coughs> and the planes could go oh, further. Yeah, yeah. And what I read then is Brendan Regan thought about, hold on, what do we do to make them land? Even oh, yeah, they yeah, don't yeah, yeah that's right, that's, that's correct. That was the idea of the, the duty-free. Yeah. All of a sudden, yeah, yeah, duty-free yeah, was yeah, born. Yeah. I thought it was fucking ingenious. Like. Course, yeah. Well, they went to Gander at the time as well. You see, they do Gander, Newfoundland, yeah. Yeah. and then on to New York, on to Boston, on to... Yeah. So that was, that was the, the design stopovers to do with the model of the plane yeah. at the time. Yeah. No, that was all fairly, and it was the, like also the duty, the uh, zone. He, so the, we had American tourists. So the whole idea with Brendan was to get as much to the tourists landing in Shannon and making entertainment with them in Shannon, giving them a purpose to be in, the, in the region. When there's no, in the Shannon region, we called it. Like, yeah. And that was what the Shannon region was all being developed. So the tourists who come there, the Americans were coming home, the English were coming to Dublin, they were coming by boat mainly. There weren't that many flying because Aer Lingus was fucking mad price. Yeah. And the, uh, so it would take a year's wages to come home for a holiday. But anyway, the, the flight was expensive in those Yeah, it was fucking, but, and the boat was a shit boat. Like, yeah. I mean, that time it was a uh, thing. There were people were abused. Like, you think about the system. The system was yeah. never for the people, yeah. never a uh, uh, person. Or, yeah. It was like, uh, you, it was almost like the church. They said, oh, I think if you're on the boat and you feel uncomfortable, just say it, five Hail Mary, say a prayer. And you'll be fine, yeah. yeah. You'll be fine, yeah. You'll <laughs> take your mind off, say the rosary. Yeah. There were women there who taught to say the rosary. And I mean, the, the lot of things, like, I mean, uh, in the overall stretch of things, arriving in London back in the six, early 60s or in the 50s, 60s and that, after the war. First is, till 1955, if you were Irish, uh, except you were a woman and they got a job and usually they were living jobs with pubs and all this, they were all yeah. living. So there was a, uh, but if you weren't uh, and you were looking for accommodation, uh, most of the, uh, most of them, the, they'd say no Irish because they drank too much. Yeah. So they'd be on the windows, no blacks or Irish yeah. uh, need apply. There'd be for room to let, but yeah. no blacks or Irish. Yeah. And of course, uh, there was definitely, if you said you were German, you'd be fucking run. Yeah. Fucking course, yeah. You'd be beaten up, actually. Yeah. You'd probably get beaten up. Yeah. There's a, uh, because the people were, the, the people, the first thing you learned in England if in the 60s, 50s and 60s, the Germans are Huns. Mm. They're totally unreliable. They're fucking dogs. They eat people. 
The same as they were saying, it's like, uh, like Biden was saying about the Hamas um, cutting the head off of babies. You know, <laughs> like, yeah. like the, the same old propaganda shit. No, but, but this was a, this was the thing. The black people were was West Indians who were bus drivers and yeah. became intelligent West Indians. They were needed, they were needed badly needed. Yeah. Good job. They were put up with because they were needed. The Irish, they need to build the buildings again, yeah. fucking after the, after the demolition of London. They needed they need it. And they, this was the, the era. But the English, the way we were here in Ireland, we were, we were just feeding, feeding off it. Oh, yeah. Like people sending home money. Tools, yeah, basically. Yeah, yeah. 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 yeah, and they, they, so we were the the so they the as it evolved like I mean um, uh, we Shannon Brendan Brendan's thing yeah. was uh, to try to create jobs, yeah. and also to bring the people in, but he, we actually could have Brendan could have if he were younger and he could have lasted longer too, uh, like he's a Brendan uh, had the idea of, to create. Um, Little industries in rural Ireland, and, and the perfumery was a perfect example of what he was interested in. When it did was, they set up the perfumery? Uh, 1974. Then? So that's here yeah, for a long, yeah, long time. Yeah. Oh, yeah, oh, okay. 74. Uh, Brian, Brian Mooney was Brian to do that. Yeah. Brian actually took over and did the whole thing because he was working at the visitor centre in Kifinora. All right. And I don't know much of Brian because I came at the time with the steel, I came with the oak, I came with Brendan meeting at, uh, brainstorming at, uh, at the, uh, at the uh, Old Ground Hotel, which they owned with family property. And he, he drove me back up in his Mercedes here to Ballyvaughan. We drove around the place a good few days, find looking at locations where this could be done and what could be done. Okay. And he, I remember Brendan said to me one day, uh, this is a great project. Um, but um, I said, who will we get to do it? I said, I don't know. Brenda said to me, no, no, you won't do it. You, I was just after buying the square of Ballyvon from Canody, uh, in, in inside of the sacristy in, uh, in, in, in Clarenbridge. Ah, okay. Yeah, yeah. I, I, he owned it. He was the canon priest there. But he owned the square of Ballyvon through some family thing. And he, uh, he was ordained that some way I had it anyway. So I was buying it off him. And Jay Mooney then took it over and bought it because the Ulster Bank gave me the loan. But, and then I couldn't uh, repay the money and the worst fucking thing, but all the thing at the time. And for the, the people who were renting it, wouldn't, uh, the two rentals, uh, like they couldn't afford to pay enough to pay the Ulster Bank. So it all got a little bit muddled. All got muddled. So we had to abandon the, that plan. That plan got abandoned. But anyway, we, uh, the perfumery proceeded in 74, set up. And by 79, we got money paid money of it. So we, we were paid. So there were, we, I could see the, the, it was going to be a success because Brendan, uh, so Brian Mooney, Brian, actually, Brendan was there as a good to get into Shannon, get around the world, get it off. And Brian was there to cultivate the flowers and do the essence. But at the end, they found out with all the communications and everything through grass, it was better to buy in the essence. Aye. And do some of them here because getting the flowers grown here and doing the extraction with that little stills, the little steel is still available, yeah. and he, uh, uh, that it, it was uh, very time-consuming. Yeah. Uh, the volume you were going to make, yeah. and the, the gentian couldn't be recultivated. Now we spent a lot of time trying to. And my uncle, uh, who died, lived in this Nirvana. Selling, he was always uh, sell, He worked here with a botanist called Professor Kelly. In the, down here, the road just across here, right, and he uh, he lived at Christian Bar. Now his main job was uh, this Paul Wells playing music at the Wells and washing people from Tipperary in the month of August, September, <laughs> and then the rest of the time he was cutting, he was bringing plants 
and they were cultivating plants. And he was, the, the gentian was one that tried and tried to cultivate. We thought if we can go enough of the, the essence from the root of the gentian, the, we, uh, the, 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 the blue gentian we have here at the bottom, we thought we could cultivate that wide scale. But what was happening at the same time, agriculture was becoming up and they were putting down fertilizer and they were killing off the poor spores yeah. that were in the ground. You'd have to leave the ground completely fallow and you might be able to propagate it, but it would take five to six years. Yeah, but you yeah. couldn't afford any fer Nitrogen would kill the fucker, yeah. burn it, yeah. and they eventually burn the roots. So we had that, even decided that in 1972 or 3, well, we, we said, and it said, well, <laughs> The joke, the joke was that after 1971, you'd have no gentian around here because we had 69,000 shits, they said, or 39,000 shits, the, the fucking nitrogen, the overdose of nitrogen along them cranks there, they said, they fucking kill everything. Yeah. But you, you, you have to tell me again, like, yeah. Yeah. how actually, how was that shit created? Like, you set up a rock concert yeah, and yeah. you nearly had Led Zeppelin playing in the bar. Yeah, well, yeah. Well, I mean, we paid the deposit, but um, and that's how the shit basically shit, ended yeah, up yeah, with all yeah, the people uh, yeah, yeah. years later in the ground. <coughs> how did you? How, how does anybody think of it in 1970 or 71? I know. Okay, I know. It's fairly easy for us here. I know. No, there was a, we had you had Woodstock, and you had Isla White. And we were traveling anyway. We, I went to the Isle of Wight. Yeah. And he, I was, the idea was to get to, to have a, one here where we got, when he died. Uh, Dish Cassidy was here. Uh, he, was a, he died in 1973 or four. He'd over, yeah. got the wrong dope. And yeah. it was a pity because he was great. You had, you had a your man starting up. Van Morrison was a young fella, yeah. but he was starting up. He was coming around the circuit. Rory Gallagher was down in Cork, booming away. And we all thought, now, uh, then we had, of course, Tim Lizzie starting up at the same time. Every, they were all starting around that time, coming in. And then the idea was to get the whole thing come up with them and then tie it all up with Led Zeppelin. And then we'd have one massive fucking day of rock music here. We'd rock in the fucking valley. And then we'd have a day of traditional music and country and western thrown in. And we'd run it for 24 hours. So we'd sat it here on a Friday at 7 o'clock. And they didn't finish until Sunday at 8 o'clock. Non-stop music. <laughs> and the one man, like a local man, went and he, brought his, he had his lunch brought over and had the kids over home for lunch. And he never left the fucking step there and everything. <laughs> yeah. How many people actually did come to well, them? Well, the, well, they say that like we were, we had a traffic jam from Kilcolgan to Ballyvaughan, bumper to bumper, without any no movement. They, they, they were. You could say as you left Kinvara, you were off. You were you had, had no way into the valley. Now we, the whole idea was when you come to the foot of the Carker, you couldn't. You were held up there. Yeah. You, you weren't allowed. And the Bell Harbour again, you were monitored. Yeah. So if you happened to slip through from New Quay, you'd be have to pay at Bell Harbour to go to Ballyvaughan. But that's, so, that's, that so, must be half yeah, the country because yeah, we were yeah. talking in 1971 that there weren't yeah. as many cars on the road. Like oh, no, there weren't. The, oh, there was a lot. Um, no, we, we had more than the Pope, they said. <laughs> we, we, we were bigger, bigger. Now, they send an army uh, flight down there. The, army send, uh, the police in Dublin, uh, we had about 150 police arrived in. You know, they, so they, had a, they co-opted them in. And they didn't think it was going to happen. Then they fucking happened. Two buses written off in Dublin. <laughs> like there was a, uh, there was a, uh, the 38 buses rented, yeah. and two of them got wiped out because people came up with false tickets, yeah. and the, uh, so there was a whole. I was on paper in those days. Yeah, anyway, yeah it was. Right? Yeah, yeah, and you could. They tried to run them off, and they were cost. But then we had a yoke on them that you'd authenticate them. But but yeah. Let, yeah. Let, let me get this. So 
you have to have the idea at one point. Is it something where you kind of go from a business sense or is it just you go, went to those concerts like, you know, uh, which you went to as being a lot younger no, 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 uh, for the music? No, no, no. You had the crack and then one day in the puppet comes to you, actually we should do that ourselves? Or how does one have the idea of setting up such a massive thing? In the now the foundation was very much, uh, Northern Ireland was a mess, 71, 70, 70. Okay. And we, the, we called it Peace Weekend. So for people to come and see what peace was about and to try to propagate what the brand's ID and the burden ID as a place of relax with all type of people from all over the world. Now we got a lot of hippies come here at the time. Which They're is, still there. Yeah, yeah, still there, most yeah. of them there. But the trouble is that that was the, um, that was the whole thing was people sit around, meet people, lots of music, and they, we'd, we'd, we've still got some of the tickets, you know. Like, but they, 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 the drink ran out, of course, for the big crowd. Ballybon ran out of food and drink. So they went to Listovana, which ran out of food and drink, which they finished up in Doolan, which created Doolan. Up to then, Doolan was a, a forgotten village of no consequences. Yeah. So we hear about all the music in Doolan. That was the boys who worked with us from the colleges, and yeah. they, they set that up. You know, Doolan didn't exist as a viable proposition yeah. until, until... But anyway, that's uh, another... What gave the idea? The idea was, we had heard uh, in 1922, 23 here, the Bonn wanted to opt out of the Free State. Mm. Because, of course, firstly, is oath of allegiance to the Queen of England. It's what is held against the Sinn Féin in North is totally a lot allowed under Abraham law. You cannot be an independent state by taking oaths of allegiance to somebody like Australia's doing now, Canada's doing. This is not a viable, this is the most stupid thing to ask a person who is a free living soul under a different institution called, whether it be, whatever you call it, uh, uh, democratic or whatever they think, branded, all these brands. It's an institution that has nothing to do with the past. You're asking us to swear allegiance to something that didn't work, called the British Empire. And the lady who was in charge, where is the man? He's in charge of English people. So we're not English people. Man. And even those who are actually Norman English of old are no longer, they're Irish now. They've declared themselves Irish. And you must do the same if you want to live in this island. Or go away. You love this queen. You want the English way of life. We can't have two thirds of our island here does not want it nowadays for fifth. Uh, what, what do you want it for? It's, so my idea was we showed them how this place it was try to promote the independence of the Bodden mm -hmm. was, was one of the steps in it and show that to, the, we, the friendship that was Celtic Gaelic friendship that was dished out at the time, how things were functioning, you know, before we had an invasion. And even the invasion uh, superseded itself so many times. I mean, it was the same with the continent. There were so many takeovers of fighting. And the, uh, but we could, we, our idea was, we stayed here, outside of it. We worked with the French, we worked with the Spanish, we worked with your crowd in Galway. Everybody was fucking hunky-dory. Yeah. Just like Switzerland is trying to do now, I've been doing for, so we could say, okay, we, we promote this idea of, uh, uh, that it might get through to the north. And we were sending up the idea that Baron von Ginkel, head of the Confederate uh, Dutch English Army, on behalf of Willem of Orange, uh, sat down for two weeks with Patrick Sarsfield, who was only half Irish, uh, lived from down the middle here at Clare, head of the Irish Army, the French Irish Army, a French colonel, 
uh, of Irish, uh, Anglo-Irish extraction, uh, the, the Norman Irish, and he, um, he, they sat down here in this, uh, this in Limerick, and at the, what is there, the treaty stone for everybody, and they wrote uh, an agreement which gave equality to every human being on this land, mm. based on the principle of the Brehan Law. And the Dutch head of state, who represented William of Orange, um, agreed. Yeah. And he decided to look into everything. He was a man, old man at the time, but William of Orange had made it quite clear that whatever he decided, he, he was in charge. He was the boss. And he, but Willem died mysteriously, <coughs> fell, fell off a horse seven years later in London. But we don't know about these things. But what yeah. we do know, what we do know is that uh, the Treaty of Limerick uh, w had connotations that, uh, by Sarsfield of the old historical island, and it was Brainerd, and it was a fair document written by a Dutchman on behalf of the English, who refused to accept it. Yeah. And he, uh, the, well, they accepted him as the king to get rid of James. But that fight was no fight either. Uh, James is not um, a, a credible human being. He's forgot to do with this island in reality, yeah. and he, we don't know why. James he went to he got eventually the the whole of the uh, the whole the whole of the uh, Stuart fam crowd went away in France and became French. Loved them. They, they were getting back at the their cousins in England and wanted to wipe them out. So there was a whole thing there. Yeah. So but we were caught in the middle. But the trouble is that he. Um, as I said, that was the festival, back to the festival. Festival was to actually promote the burden yeah. as, a, as, a, as, a, as the, for, uh, what it was, uh, the hidden part of Ireland, who actually could maintain itself quite reaping as a trading station. And he, it, with wild, well, everything else we had, so we were happy enough. Uh, like as we said in Galway, when they called us a principality, they said the 610 people in the burden. And the, the local Patsy here said, <laughs> Patsy here, who died in 52, the last chieftain, said, oh, big. we said, hi, oh, geez, he said, that was funny, he said. But, but can you imagine, he said, the, he said, they wouldn't even allow the people living in the tower here, the chieftain, oh, the yeah. tower. They come there for their lunch every day. The local farmers, the local people, the, the same as Glenina, they'd all collect into the tower. And they said, well, why were they doing that? Well, their parents were doing it, they weren't doing it before. You know, if you sit back and think about it, they were just telling them, this tower is ours, yeah. as well as yours. Yeah. And you can, so when he came down to eat his dinner, if they were eating the dinner, he'd have to sit down and eat with them. Mm. But you, yeah. you yeah. mentioned the Brahan Law now yeah. quite a number of times, like, you yeah. know, and I might know a little bit about it, but how did you become so interested in the Brahan Law then? And is it something that you would say as a concept is still applicable yeah. or should be reapplied? Yeah, oh yeah, like very, I know, that's, that's easy. Very easy. I mean, Brehan Law was, uh, the school of Brehan Law was very calm, I talked to you in a very old days. That's a recorded school. Schools, uh, head schools and other schools here, uh, the one before be, the area became anglicized completely, uh, taught a form of Brehan Law. They taught you how to mind yourself, how to get educated, the importance of education, the importance of knowing yourself, knowing your body, and the importance of not allowing the hierarchy to take over. So they, this was a part of integrated education. So Brehan Law was a part of your everyday education, really, and the formats of it, ownership of land, the marriage agreements, all these were all part of grown-up education. The civil code, <laughs> The civil codes were tossed very much, and the, the purpose for them, and they were debated. Yeah. Every fish, they could be debated. So there were, and principles were debated, but the people themselves were a part of the debate. Yeah. They were brought in, integrated into the debate. Yeah. 
They weren't pushed out and say, five fellas decide that, and you're brave, whatever they say. No, no, no. They were asked their opinion, and they were given inside information, which, you know, was not uh, totally un unnecessary. But uh, unnecessary in other people, because the king controlled, you had five or six layers to the man at the bottom, he was probably eight layers down, and he wasn't fucking even consulted. He was, he was the, uh, so the disposable people, there were no disposable people. Everybody had to be looked after because counted, the law yeah. actually said that the old people had to be cared for. If the family didn't care for them, they, uh, they, they, uh, at the convention at the uh, the fish, there was a, they'd be held responsible. Yeah, there'd be repercussions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. repercussions. Yeah. So you you were you were you were bound to the clan. Yeah. You're bound to mind your family. You were bound to the rules were there. The, the, the exercise. You didn't need to be have a, a, a convention a thing going on in Dublin with so-called experts. Uh, like like the hospital thing wouldn't have been built inside where it was. We, we, common sense would apply first, yeah. and yeah. people would be listened to. They would, and the consultants, this consultant and consultancy uh, was uh, unnecessary in most cases because people knew. I mean, it's more sophisticated now because you have all these other, but still the princ basic principles of uh, not of getting away that one ten percent of the people can dictate to 90%, which is what you finish up with if you don't have it our way around, our way around 90% of the people dictate to the 10, <laughs> you know. I'm a rational anarchist, yeah, like, yeah, you know. Yeah, I... yeah. <laughs> that's, uh, well, that, that's the reason I was interested in it because it was here yeah. and it, the people you went into their houses you actually felt it. Yeah. You lived it. There was the generation just gone before me almost lived that because after the free state came in, and the uh, the first thing is the act of allegiance was the big thing. Who in the hell would want that? And the, so the um, the everybody um, everybody kind of um, resented that. Yeah. Uh, like you have to take an act of allegiance, and it was all oh, this is brainwashing. This is the first to stand yeah. the brainwashing, and the. Uh, so de Valera played that game a bit. He played with people. I'll give you your language back. I'll give you this back. I'll give you that back. And he, uh, so, and then the first thing is he, uh, he uh, decided, well, this thing is, he decided the general public as a whole doesn't like this act of allegiance. It's also keeping Dublin as a part of the crown, really, because the people in Dublin, even today, are just beginning to come out of the, of the colonial English psyche. Their, their, their television, the way they look, uh, when the Queen is having her thing, yeah. when the royalty come to Ireland, the way that the, the way we glorified, she came to see us, you know, which is fine now. As a human being and we as a tourist, we say, we welcomed you very much, madam, we loved you very much, but I'm sorry. And they bring her to the garden of remembrance of our people who fell fighting the English and how she's regretted and sorry. I listened to it and it was lovely, but it was theatre. Yeah. There was nothing oh, real staged. about it. Yeah, it yeah. was theatre, yeah. and he, uh, like it's very difficult to uh, equate. Uh, uh, if you're a brand, to listen to it, and you see these are the people who run our country now, yeah. and we we got to have all this police force protecting her, and we have to this, and but she's she's a guest in the country. We shouldn't have to protect her as a guest in the country. Fine, she's thing, but uh, <laughs> but glorifying the act and actually thanking her for being so good to come to see us. It, it class of a bit of mockery. I mean, we could say the same of Mandela and he came. He was like, he was fine. You, would, you, were, you were giving him some glory for the actions he did to yeah. try to create South Africa. You would do the same for Martin Luther King. You do yeah. this. We, the Kennedys we expected. We, Kennedys were my disappointment. 
because they were, they were, they were I know America is America, but I had just hoped, I wanted the killing of, uh, of John F. and, and, the, and the, uh, Robert Kennedy were in 63, 65, 66, uh, uh, Robert. Now, the, um, the, I, had, I had some hope that America was going to change. Uh, the Martin Luther King was around with uh, John. They, I thought they'd first roll in and make a more freer America and try to get at least set the foundations for moving yeah. away to these. And secondly, is I want them to acknowledge or to talk to Russia more so, get involved with Russia, talk to them. And the, uh, don't, you know, the, the, we had the big trouble with the Russians. They were there, they needed, that needed certain. Also needed certain that they needed to stop messing with Cuba or South America, uh, all of South America. Just stop, lads. Uh, we've had, you've had, uh, you have, uh, you had a great history, Spanish, East, South American history there. Po the Portuguese were there. The, you know, the the Spanish, of course, and the Portuguese, and you had, you had a whole lot of different colonial things there, a mess of their own, all little intermingled. They were all, they were all, all of those were things were happening. America should not have put an embargo on the on Cuba. Not allowing it over the years, this happens this day, to sell its goods internationally, not to allow its cigars, which is our thing at the time. Agreed. And, the, and Agreed. their rum and their sugar cane, and not allowing them to have an open market, world market, this, and anybody else like that. No country who does that is black arts. You are, you are now actually a, a, a tug. You are like, but it's proved now. Yeah. You knew, the, the, if these principles were brought, there'd be no Gaza. Yeah. There'd be no, there'd be, right. there'd have been no Vietnam, would have been the, the last, last outrage would have been Vietnam. And uh, Vietnam, uh, there was no apologies for Vietnam. The Americans didn't apologize to the Vietnamese people for going in there. They also, they were, they also pig-headed enough to actually think they had rice to, the right to do it. And they, they tell you all about the north of thing. Uh, right now, some of the older people of my age, and most are dead, but there's a lot. And when my son was there, they were freedom fighters. They didn't want the foreigners in their land. Well, they, of course, they, had their own, they had their own internal people. To, they, they had to start out their own crowd in the yeah. end. That's, that's understandable, yeah, like, yeah, you know, yeah, I mean, yeah. you don't want anybody coming you, into you your house, sitting on your couch you and telling yeah, you to fuck yeah, off. Yeah, like. yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. Yeah. And, the, and that's, the, uh, that's the thing of bread. That's going back to uh, <laughs> why the bun was special, because it could live for three or four hundred years. Yeah. It, when you live out of people and you've done it, that's where you're saying, why would we do it? We had no active agents or any of this type yeah. of crap. Well, you see, that, that, I, I'm a rational anarchist. I, I, I don't believe in government or the law per se yeah, as yeah. a concept because um, yeah. customs are so yeah. much harder to change than a law. Oh, yeah. Law can be changed in two minutes, yeah, yeah. whereas a custom takes to change a custom takes generations, generations and generations and, and, and generations, yeah, yeah. and two or three generations probably don't even do to change a custom. Like, yeah, yeah. Um, so. In that, um, you know, a law that's been capped onto people. Yeah, yeah. Hey, there's a new law, you have to abide. Yeah. Will never really work. Whereas a law yeah, that yeah. is yeah, grown yeah. through custom yeah, yeah. is just a manifestation of, yeah, we write yeah. down what we do. Yeah, Shall we yeah. write it down or we write it down? Yeah. That is so much stronger. And yeah, the, yeah, yeah. Uh, the brand law goes back like over 1500 years, as yeah, far as yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. And that is basically just 
we have written down mm -hmm. um, some of our customs yeah. and how we go about things. Yeah. And then asking people, actually, how do you feel about this? Shall we change it? Can we do it? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Actually, I have an idea. Or No, it's good. Yeah. But it's, it's a living thing. And yeah. customs yeah. change yeah. so gradually yeah. Yeah. that they are all of a sudden workable. Yeah. And it's yeah. common sense. It's common sense, yeah. But here, here there was another angle to it, um, the angle to also. Uh, like it was, it's not recorded. It it evolved. Yeah. So yeah. people were actually up to change, and when change was happening, the law was automatically changed. Uh, the rules would change with it. To, yeah. They were upgraded. So when we hear about Brehan Law, we hear a very very scanty, uh, written down by the few inside the monastery, in over in Belgium, one of most with Lucerne, uh, Lucerne, Lucerne. said not Lucerne, the other well, outside Brussels there that. Uh, there's a, still the monasteries there, but anyway, there were, it was written down by those fellows who travelled around. They were very good and very intelligent, but they didn't reflect what they were happening in the in the in the in the towers here, like in uh, loads of towers in They didn't reflect how the changes were happening on the ground because some of it were they were biased against it anyway because the Catholic Church said this is the rule, and they were reluctant to write in the objections. There was the natural in-house rejection, and they actually, to, that um, you were, got allowed not to think because they told you if you went that way, you're probably going to go to hell, and the so you the hell purgatory and uh, you know like, <laughs> heaven hell and purgatory dominated. You go to heaven, you have to do it this way, change this way. So there was coercion, you see, and that, so anything written through the monasteries at the time was actually uh, skewed to fit in with the teaching of the Bible and the gospel. And a lot of the gospel stuff was changed. Uh, like uh, if you take, um, we're celebrating in a week, so 10 days time, we're celebrating Christmas. Uh, we're celebrating only one thing about Christmas. Supposedly this young baby was born in where all this killing is going on, Bethlehem now, which is Whitbank, West Bank. All this killing took place there. Uh, sorry, this birth and this, this event. And it, at that time it showed, you, all you hear is about goodwill, goodwill, goodwill. There was goodwill everywhere for a woman and a child and a fella with very little money traveling in the middle of a cold weather. Now they have no, uh, the, uh, he grew up and three years, and when he got to 30 years, he started preaching. And he started, a fellow been going around called John the Baptist, another cousin of his going around there preaching. So he took up the same thing, he started preaching. So he went out preaching, he was preaching because the Romans were there, there was subjection, and it's almost like uh, the English and the Irish thing. You were there, and the Romans were there, and he had their, they had their own rules, and he, he didn't go against their rules. He said, give to uh, Caesar what Caesar's, and, you know, so he actually said, you know, like um, he, he was teaching moderacy, but he was also teaching exactly all his, all his teachings were showing you that how to be good in life. Just be nice to yeah. each other and work like, and, the, and we had to dress it up. He was he was human uh, too when he think Mary Mag uh, what do you call her um, um, uh, Mary, Mary Magdalene. Magdalene. Yeah. She was a prostitute. She was there at the time selling her wear. He was one of her customers. I mean, we don't know, we don't care. But the trouble is that she was his friend. So he was cast of saying everybody is entitled to be everybody. Yeah. So he actually he was actually teaching Brehan. You, everybody brought up to be in thing, and if Mary wants to do her thing, well, you know, and the, uh, the thing, and the uh, turning water into wine and all this type of thing. But uh, like he went through a thing, whether he could work miracles, we don't know. But the one thing is, he was actually preaching goodness. Yep. 
and there was no forget about the the Catholic Church and the Church came after. He was teaching. He was teaching people, and the twelve or fourteen lads followed him around the place. Uh, like the man was, uh, the man was the man was a, a great human being, a great person. Well, he was this there, but he was only three years. They crucified him before he even got started his job. But and, you see, but, there's, but, if yeah. that would have happened today in yeah. Ireland or Berlin or yeah. New York or wherever, we yeah. are talking about the person yeah. of no fixed abode, yeah, yeah, with a bit of a hippie haircut, yeah, yeah, um, walking around telling people to be nice to each other. Yeah, yeah. Um, he would have probably smoked pot as well. Yeah, and um, yeah, you yeah, first. What is the deal with the methodology or with the with the technology you're using, um, the Shen Gale, for yeah. your whiskey? Because I thought that was the most amazing yeah, yeah, thing I said yeah. earlier, like, you know, um, that you're using something that's actually there for hundreds and hundreds of years. Yeah. Um, and is the original Irish whiskey yeah. as opposed to what is now classified in Brussels with certifications yeah, yeah, and yeah, stamps yeah, and all yeah. the rest of it, as Irish and that's sold yeah, Irish, yeah. as Irish whiskey? Yeah, yeah. No, 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 that's the, uh, that's really good. Uh, like, it's, 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 the one, it's the one to get across. Yeah. It's difficult to get across. Uh, our, uh, everybody knows that 80, 90% of our, well, high percent of our grain has to come from outside the country. Oh. It's malted. We also know that since 1937, after Prohibition was finished in 35, that uh, bourbon barrels started, white oak is bourbon. Uh, it's a they're made uh, wider grain because they're younger younger oak, and the uh, there the, the, there was loads of oak in America. America is a big country, love. So uh, it be after prohibition. The prohibition rules were that all barrels made for store, must be made of oak uh, to store um, bourbon whiskey and must only be used once. Now the once is a. Uh, was to create an, a, 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 a business, cooperages, an cooperages yeah, yeah. industry, to build up cooperages and take sure. them, because they had gone completely, refriger refrigeration had come in, and on top of that had come in, the, um, the, the whiskey had gone out the window with prohibition. So, <coughs> so Scotland jumped on the bandwagon after World War II, and they, they started bringing in fucking shitloads of, uh, of barrels. And all of a sudden, everybody in Scotland, they, what they didn't realize at the time, some of these barrels were caramelized. They had a, the charring was like the caramel flavors and come through, and they gave a, the, the flavor, changed the flavor of the whiskey. Yeah. And it took away, no, they'd been making really some bad whiskies since their patent still, pot still, patent still whiskies from Scotland. Uh, they were being produced, you could say, since the 1850s until until the 1900s. And now the Irish whiskey said, it ain't going to work, this whiskey is fucking so bad. It's so thing. But the arrival of bourbon barrels changed it, got, got them off the hook. I mean, there were uh, malt whiskies, uh, made good malt whiskies, uh, were always good, clean, proper whiskies. But once they started to patent steel, they were producing such vast amount of ethanol. There was no proper heads or tails control. Yeah. And all of a sudden, the Scotch whiskey was made light and a lot of impurities fucking probably gone through. Yeah. And so they were killing people as well. We never hear that. We'll never read that in the books. But I'm sure there were. I think I, all the talks I've had in Scotland, I've had 14 or 15 days of sitting around old stills that were abandoned. And we did the same with Kilbegan before it was sold. Me, Gary and myself here were up there one day drinking off the big barrels. 
They were about to go up to Newry for Mrs. England. That's a, a, now, the, uh, the whiskies were mediocre. Yeah. There was nothing spectacular about them. Uh, they were stored in these old barrels. Uh, the, most of them were uh, bourbon barrels that come in, that been since World War II. Uh, there were nothing the battle could do for it. They hadn't done the first year. Yeah. After that, they were just evaporating away, just right. uh, the angel share, as they call it, disappearing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And the, the whiskey was getting less because, of course, it was losing. And it was also losing the alcoholic content because yeah. all these very expensive McKellens now and all these bottles, mm-hmm. oh, the alcohol is down to about 37 or 8%. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so you're using the volume and using that. Sure. So the problem is, this was a, what I went back to, Shangale. Now, the original whiskey Shangale, of course, uh, made here, was made in Alembic stills, we believe around the 13th century, uh, the, the beginning of the, the end of the 12th century, 13th century, was the first that came here. That's through these crowded in Kirkham Row. And the only records or way we have a record of that is the sealing of the steel by the O'Brien's meltdown to impress their Norman friends, which were the Fitzgeralds. And I believe there was the, the that was the, they raided here, raided for cattle, then they raided and took the stuff away once. And that was because the Bishop O'Loughlin was probably made bishop. There was a fighting going on anyway. Uh, there was a lot of skirmishes going on. So the uh, people who were here, they'd be beating the life of each other, but I mean, from time to time, but nobody else in there. So these things were good. So whiskey was being made, and the, the thing at the time, it was poor. And then we got incidents like the, uh, the Terramat Aquavitum, uh, Petrofili de Bun, where the Knights Templars were around, and they wrote up on the value of the whiskey they were drinking when they were here in Ireland. Oh, okay. So you had a, that was the thing. The system then was, the whiskey never changed. Pot stills became the standard bearer of whiskey. And they, it was adopted by the Scots and by the rest of the world at around the same time. And maybe, uh, uh, I'd, I'd say that, you see, the monasteries were everywhere and they communicated and they traveled. So Ossery would be the one, the Red Book of Ossery was talking about stills in the 14th century, 13, around the same, basically, 100 years later, which was nothing. Yeah. So we think that they all had stills of some description. Mm-hmm. They would have been going to Lindisfarne, it's over, in, over in the east of England, uh, the mother houses, and the furnace would be the other one. And they would have been up in Scotland. And all that would have, and the Irish monks were themselves moving into Scotland and uh, Northern Ireland. So it's, it's, if they had it here, they definitely must have had them soon that afterwards, sense, yeah, they, yeah. like they were all, there was, there was, uh, anywhere there was lads from the, from the, with their cloaks and their, yeah. their outfits on, uh, no matter who they were, they'd have, they'd have, they'd have a still, they'd have known about the, the continent, anybody in Spain, I went to school or anything in Spain, they came here with the monastery, went yeah, to, yeah. The, and Irish colleges were built up everywhere. Yeah. Irish colleges were, you know, a part of our heritage, really. Yeah, sure. Because all the uh, people like Dan O'Connell and all the people from around here would have gone to school in those Irish colleges. Yeah. They wouldn't have gone to Dublin. Dublin was seen they, like the, the great jokes about here with Mid and Galway uh, about the hang drawn and quartering. They said, uh, oh God, hanging is no good. No, no, they're fed up of hanging now. They've got to make it interesting to get a crowd. They can't get the crowd in tie button if they don't do something more interesting. So they're drawn and quartering to the place. And that was the terror. That was the most terror thing. I mean, you see a fellow being hanged after a while. I ah, fucking that hanging him, sure they're nothing. But when you see him being cut open and quartered and fucking hell, then you fucking hear. 
I don't want that to happen ever to me. I'm going to fucking, I'm going to be a good boy. I'm going to be good. I'm going to do everything they tell me. I won't want the fucking that to happen to me. And you know, so it was the first act of terrorism. And when I, when, and nowadays, when I hear nowadays, <coughs> without dealing for too much of, mm. when I hear them talking about terrorism nowadays, when you read history, yeah. look what they did to the, to the Knights Templars. They burned them at the stake, they burned yeah. them alive. The Inquisitions, what were they doing? I mean, the Cathars, the Abigensines, yeah. uh, they, what were they doing to them? I mean, they, they, they're, they're outrageous, the yeah. men and women. Yeah, yeah. And he, uh, he, uh, like with the uh, Joan of Arc, of course, was the, the, the typical one that we all hear about. But the, uh, the, uh, the outrage that was in, uh, like, but here, uh, like, back to the, the Shangale, the Shangale forbid all these things. And they, they didn't allow you people to get terrorized by the heads downwards. Yeah. But the whiskey, of course, would have been developed. And of course, Galway, of course, taxes in 1661 would have meant that the, the trade with Spain would have been important here. Yeah. Now they saw another angle. And they, at the same time, the Gregories had moved in to over in New Quay, Bell Harbor, and they had the land there. They were all stuck in the distillery of investments. They were all, all these were money, money. There, there was a, a long, strong money thing. The De Burgers, the uh, Blakes were big time. They were in office in Salamanca. Yeah. The Lynches were in, in Bordeaux. The Browns were down the south towards the, towards the Herats, where the Sherry and all that came from. They were down there big time. There were big jobs down there, big controls. Uh, like you had this Anglo-Irish controls who all were associated with the tribes of Galway. Now, they had cousins in Cork, so uh, the ship that was going on with the O'Connells would have been supplying Cork. Mm. Uh, and, but Devon and Cornwall were doing the same. Yeah. So it was, the whole thing was, the Shengale thing was a part of, um, was us here, but it was uh, Donegal would have Shengale, the Kerry Peninsula would have the old Shengale. Uh-huh. And the whiskey element, like, was uh, developed yeah. over these centuries. And the, from six, as I said, 1661, when the uh, taxes came in, yeah. Galway, of course, took this was a very important area now to them. Well, the tax-free zone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. They, anything they make here, anything they get the grain, they control oh, yeah. the grain. They have they work up, up south of the border, north of the border. Yeah. And they, it was easy to keep the control of the bottom because you need the two mountain hill in this. O'Brien's had no interest. They yeah. didn't want to come into conflict yeah. with yeah. the with the other ones. Yeah. So they they had all uh, they knew their border. Limerick Castle was the border for the O'Briens. They didn't yeah. come any further. Yeah. But and, yeah, when I you showed me the picture of the of the of the tinner and, and the big splitter. It's a splitter, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very it's important. The splitter, splitter is very important because you have to. It has to. Yeah, yeah, of course. You can't play like if, if you if you the... come here, you'll ruin the whole thing. If you, yeah, 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 you have to keep the clean you can, pieces. You can't sew it. No, no, you yeah. can't. No, no. But but when you have when you have all this timber, like so, mm. that is like the the timber for the actual cast is yeah. like the most crucial part of the um, production of the of the whiskey. Then yeah, yeah. So yeah. and and this needs to be new. Yeah. This is like the the sine qua non. The timber for the casks needs to be new. It cannot be. Like used timber. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah. Well, well, it, 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 it can be, but there's a, a downside to that as well. And the old days casts were used for so many things. Yeah, of course. And the, the and the, uh, the storage. And I'm sure that the uh, the uh, sherry casts coming in here yeah. uh, were 
were not, didn't leave here. So we used sherry because we had the casks. And the cognac after 1724, we started getting cognac here because they couldn't bring them in. They're not stamped by the revenue. The revenue came from Dublin to stamp the casks. So what they did was to put them into Irish oak. And the Irish oak, uh, the oak, the local oak barrels were made, brought in here, filled, and brought back to Galway. There was no, t nobody knew what was in them. There were no, there were off, off the books. Yeah. So there was a lot of that. Uh, so it's, from, from most, our point of view with the Irish oak, the Irish oak is, you really have to seal Irish oak. Like we gave them small barrels inside a whole bunch of them. They went up to Green Ore, to Teelings, who put in some of their older whiskies. How, how would you seal it? Is it just uh, well, pressure? Or? Uh, no, 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 no. I know you have to, you have to, the, the, you, when you actually get the oak and, yes. and stave it, until you stave it, the oak is, it's only, it's going just over. Just the board. Yeah. yeah. And the, the reason you're, you're drying it, you have to air dry it, but you can't, you have to air dry it down to about 14 moisture yeah. so yeah. it usually comes off in 24 or 5 of course uh, moisture in in your cut new your new cut three then when you stave it into and, and you rack and you leave the air go through it you do it like, it takes about two years to get down to 14 yeah. and you have to keep testing it yeah. Yeah. and then and then but you cannot kill right because once it goes below 12 you won't be or it loses the flexibility. The flexibility, of yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah. it's very, uh, very important that the preparation yeah, yeah. is called a Mirandia in France. He's a different man okay. to the Cooper. Yeah, yeah. The Cooper usually, uh, the Cooper usually, uh, he, he, the, yeah. well, actually, he'll have a list of he doesn't yeah. even want because yeah. he's not getting the staves made yeah. and he has to re, 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 re jig them. Yeah, yeah. So, and he wants to make sure they're all 20, 18, 22, 25. Yeah. Well, see him depending on what they're making. Yeah, yeah. That he used to think, and they all have to come in pristine to him, and he look at them and he'll reject them like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Send them back. He won't. If he has to redo them, you have to pay more oh, money. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. So they're very yeah. preparing the staves is very important. Yeah. And he, uh, and then the other side of it is that the um, the, the timber, as I said, if you bring, if he gets timber at ten, eleven, he won't take it. He'll reject it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, but even if it is a bit sixteen or eighteen, he'll keep it. But he put it outside to dry. He'll of course, never, he'll not be able. He'll watch himself, yeah. but he'll charge you extra for that too. Of course. So yeah. that's the coopers have to do all these things. Yeah. So there's a, a massive amount of stuff in cooperaging. Yeah. Uh, like it's a it's a it's it's a it's a craft. It's an art. Yeah. It's an art. And the, you're you're teaching people uh, something that you to even having to redo the the bourbon all that. Yeah. It's a, the, the getting these pieces right yeah. again. Is is uh, and cleaning down and re re toasting and getting all that, yeah. like the caramel uh, coming in does a great job. It saves uh, for the for distilleries, but it's not a help for the people who are doing the recuperating, oh, okay. rebuilding. Yeah. They still have to clean it and they have to get down and then they have to rechar it yeah. to give it the same flavors. Yeah. So that the, so uh, that's the. But here we, when we do our Irish oak and our shangale, keep our shangale, uh, we. Uh, we, classic, uh, put, uh, the, we knew that here, just in this region, yeah. that we had the sherry in the port for Galway. Yeah. So, uh, so they, we knew that they put in, they, yeah. they, and the Galway crowd wanted the colour, they wanted this, they wanted that. So we were making it on order for Nuns Island, uh, for instance. Yeah. They came over here. They were, the big house, Gregans were martyrs, that's yeah. one of the tribes, intermarried. The Burgers in Thing, they were intermarried. Uh, the, 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 um, the, 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 like this area was left alone. Uh, it was only when the land started, uh, after the families died out and uh, the controls came in here with the, the, uh, the Martello Towers after Napoleonic yeah. Wars, yeah. the burden started waning a bit. Yeah. 
Yeah. It had to find other ways to make yeah. money. Yeah. But yeah. the whiskey was still being done. Because yeah. they moved the, the malting thing they had here in the bottom, they moved yeah. it to Ballymanton outside Gort. Yeah. And that was gave it to the O'Loughlin. So they moved that families to Gort, yeah. to Ballymanton. Yeah. And they gave them a business. And their job was to bring the malt into Galway. But they said <laughs> that the carts were specially designed in a way that kegs would be in, in they were bringing kegs of whiskey in at the same time. Mm. But we, under, the, under the malt, they'd be declared and bring it in. But then, you, that whole process, what you're doing here, yeah. is so much more labor intensive. Yeah, yeah. Well, like, I mean, not, not just a little bit more, it's like so yeah. much more labor intensive oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. than. Yeah, making whiskey commercially. Making does. whiskey commercially, like but, yeah. uh, but there's no, uh, there's too many people making whiskey. I mean, the first thing is, you can only have, there's a limited amount of malt you can get. Mm. And you have to yeah. stick to Irish malt. So there's a limit to what you can do. produce. They, but as, the reason we're doing it really is we feel that we, it's going to be a lost. It's like, uh, like cooperage is a lost trade. Uh, it's been, we're bringing, Annette, for instance, bringing back uh, cooperaging. There's trying to. Coopers in Ireland, that's there's it. There's none, there's nothing. Yeah. It's died, it's a dead yeah. trade. But Irish whiskey yeah. died with it. Yeah, yeah. It, died, it died actually around the same time. Yeah. So, so we have now, we now have got, we have now got, uh, we have now, uh, we're now trying to regenerate our cooperage business after 100 years of fucking uh, nothing. Yeah. Yeah. And now, and we're at the same time forgot all about that we forgot all about our heritage, the, what the whiskey actually tasted like yeah. before the patent steel, and also before uh, the, the the introduction of bourbon yeah. barrels. In in the you know, yeah. so you have um, you have this whole thing happening now that the, um, the the if it died, it was going to be left. Nobody is going to bother. So I said, well, people are looking for novelties, so we yeah. could capitalize on the end of it as well. That was you were asking me why. I could see it, like whiskey became, I suppose, uh, my interest in whiskey, 85, 87, we applied, 1985, we applied for a distillery license. Uh, we were refused, I mean, we were talking to the banks that I'm talking, we get money that nobody, <laughs> and then there were, no, and the uh, first thing is, I was doing my diploma in spirits, and all the distilleries in Scotland were in desperate dour freaking needs, and they uh, totally, I mean, they were, they were, they were struggling. They were, mothballing became a great word, and I, I associated with whiskey, mothball, mothballs, mothballs. With mothballs, you close everywhere. They all, uh, you know, you close an old trunk along, or you to put mothballs. <laughs> so mothballing was thing. So the whiskey was being mothballed everywhere, and uh, I didn't see any purpose uh, thing. But I always had the passion because of Listium Varna. You see, when this, I was a kid. Uh, they, I suppose the age of 10 or 12, I suppose I got my first drop of whiskey. It is, I, I drank my first Guinness at the age of seven. Mm -hmm. uh, like up here, just up the road from here. At Cairns, Kate, my mother's first cousin, uh, was married in here. And she was a great lady. Great cook, great everything, great great woman. And the, um, her son's just down here. Like he's, he's, he's 19, he's down there. Freaking. But anyway, uh, to make a long story short on that line, um, she, um, the... Um, the whiskey was being made and the stories were gone. Paddy Howard to Coulee. And then I got involved with Paddy because he would bring the racehorse up from Capel White with me and he was collecting Pochine on the way. Mm. But then Paddy was telling me, um, uh, the, well, we don't like Pochine. And uh, Pochine's fine. He said, we give it out at Christmas. You can give it to a calf if he's sick. You can give it to this. You can do a thing. Uh, so, you know, it's, it's, it's not really. I, but he said, I make real whiskey. And then he showed me. He brought me up to Coulee. And I was, uh, I, I'd, I'd seen them there. And they, they were been, I was wondering why the turf was so high and there was turf things. Yeah. Every, 
I don't know what the hell is going on. I said, Tommy helped me. That was my uncle Tommy. I said, all of them there. He said, we, we do a bit. He said, ah, it's gone. He said, there's no business in it now. It's all gone. Nobody's drinking whiskey enough now. And the thing. And the, But he said, real whiskey. And he said, oh, he said, who was distributed? I said, no. He said, the woman who brought you into this world. He said, uh, the, the, uh, the midwife, Nurse Guthrie, at the spa. Well, Nurse Tiny was working with her at the time. She was the one who came down. We was all born at home, you see. We, there was no such thing as buying the hospital. She was the one traveling. Yeah, to yeah, 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 yeah. So okay. the, our era, back in the war time, World War Two, you were born at home. Yeah, yeah. You didn't go into hospital. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah, yeah. it was in the first one, 1954, before they started going to hospital. Yeah, 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 four. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, so, but anyway, to make a long story short in that line, so he told me about, so I went to North Country and I used to deliver, we'd sell sports, a lot of potatoes were sent yeah. to the bar from Kinbara all there, and the hotels were booming, absolutely yeah. booming. All right. Every room was taken and there was no other thing. And the, the spa wells and music at the wells, yeah. sulfur water, magnesium, it was a miniature Baden-Baden. You know, like up there at the time, and the people with the money came to spend it there, and there was uh, now. So she she told showed me when I, I was I was seventeen or eighteen. I was back after being in London. I was back coming back, and uh, she actually um, I suppose yeah, I was eighteen. It was just the navy after the navy, and I was going back to do my wine and spirits, and I did them. I came back about two years after that again, and the um, so the sixty early sixties and they think and the. The nurse thing, uh, talking about drink, and we were talking about cocktails, and talking about carriages, and talking about the Gatsby people, and we were talking about come to this barn, about Eastern Varna. She out was dying at the time, and they needed more new things to do, and all that. And then she showed me, we were talking about old ports and sherries, and yeah. going up in auctions, and things yeah. like that. 1927, she had 19, very old, she had some fantastic stock, yeah, built yeah, up yeah. over years. Yeah. And that, because that hotel was there for 100 years. And so we were, I was delighted with the thing, but I used to always go and see it in our country. She was, went to, she was a big friend of my father. My father's cousins had where the secondary school is now, or his, his uncles had. They come back from foreign services and they had a hotel there where the college is now the college and the um, secondary school. So, um, so I went to, she was friendly with Jack and Gus, they were all friends there. And then she told me one day, I got down one day and she said, taste that now. I taste the whiskey. No, one different thing. You've been to Scotland. I've been to Scotland as well doing the diploma, doing my thing. So we talked about the whiskies and we talked about everything. And then she said, that is Jimison, that's Paddy's and that's Powers. Now taste them. She put them. Now they're the same. Yeah, she said, yeah, you're right. They are the same. She said, they came in here in a cast from a fellow up there. <laughs> about eight years ago. <laughs> they, were battle, they were all in that battle, she said, in the corner there. Yeah. And we filled them, we filled the bottles in the battle. And I said, there are, there are, oh, it's only difference there, it's the labels, she said. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, she yeah. said, no, and nobody complained. No. So they all ordered gin and said, it was like gin now, like you're ordering gin, how many is going to sell which gin is in it? It happens yeah. often enough as well. Yeah. You go to the pub, yeah. like, you know, everybody yeah. has a limit, like, you know, yeah. just in capacity after a yeah. couple of pints, then, ah, sure, might as well get two real yeah. ones there as well, like, you know, but at that point, you have no taste buds. You have no taste buds. No, no, no. You know, it's yeah. <laughs> People are ashamed to say, they'll be ashamed. They'll come back and say, but so uh, she reckoned that this Jumvana, uh, during the 30s, like it was 1926 or 7, right through to then, that time in the 60s, uh, that 90% of all the whiskey was yeah. being bought locally tax-free. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And the Galway races, she yeah. told me, Mr. Kinney told me Galway races. First years they got caught in 1907, there was a big court case. Yeah. 
about coming to Kinvara to fill their bottles. And then the, the she uh, she Mrs. Kinney was saying about Galway that they that they, there were still people doing had their small distilleries and they were doing like they were always kept the recipe going, and I think that's how I got the uh, first idea. If you ask me how the Shangale came in, and the, this was the original whiskey, and of course Shangale was the people who were at it. Yeah. They were the old Irish that were making ah, it. Ah, I see. Yeah. So the old Irish were the first distillers. So and, I had the and idea. the old Scottish would be the first distillers. So the, we were at it, like, I mean, you could say, you could, uh, we couldn't say we're the, we're the first type of whiskey distillers, but, uh, but uh, you could say that the, the Muslims, the Arabs, who were fucking making whiskey, making this, using them sills for a thousand years before that. <laughs> now, what they made in them, we don't know. And it, it, were they making whiskey? It could have been. So whiskey could have been in Egypt in, the, in, the, in 2,000 years, you know. The time of Christ, they could have had whiskey even there. <laughs> That's why. Yeah, it's grave, yeah. Well, um, yeah, yeah. what was I going to ask? Oh, yeah. If I were to go to um, a popo, an off-license, yeah, yeah. am I actually buying, when I buy your bottle, am I buying Irish whiskey, like technically, or am I not buying Irish whiskey? You know what I said earlier on? Yeah. And it told me that um, there's like all the red tape, all this fucking, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. you know, the shit. Am I buying Irish whiskey with your bottle, or technically, or am I not buying Irish whiskey? Yeah, uh, well, uh, according to the law, uh, you're buying according Irish, to the law, yeah, yeah. You'll be buying Irish whiskey, but I don't want to be tagged as Irish whiskey because it's it's an unfair uh, yeah. comparison. Yeah. You see, they're allowed to make the whiskey, and uh, um, as it's made, you know, in a commercial sense, a, uh, which has to be, there. Yeah, 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 yeah. And they can yeah. buy their grain from Poland yeah. or from Canada or wherever they get grain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They can malt it outside. Yeah. They're not malting in the country either. No. So they're, they're so their you could say their whole thing, their whole uh, their whole thing is is uh, is and and bourbon barrels didn't exist until 1937. Yeah. So you're now and uh, you're now a, a new Irish whiskey. Yeah. You could say Le Nouveau, Le Nouveau uh, whiskey, Irlandais. Uh, you could say like uh, you could, the French would say, and we are we are making what we term the original style of whiskey, which originated when the old Irish were here on their own before yeah. the Normans, and uh, are the new. The, you could say the the old English arrived in the old English who became the thing. But uh, whiskey was uh, definitely an, uh, an old Shangale. They were mad for the fucking whiskey. They were alcoholics every side. They, here, during the Spanish distribution here, the printy vandals showing that the women here took control of the money. And they said, why? Because the Irish were too, too false. F not, not fighting. Fighting was only the third one, maybe. But the first one was they loved to gamble and they loved to drink whiskey. And the women took the money, and the matriarch controlled the family money, company fund, and then they they'd only get money, and that was followed right through to modern times. We could see it. Probably the, sensible. The, 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 the cattle money was given to the old woman in the house, and she gave it back for cigarettes and drink. Yeah, yeah. And she she dished it out. She did just to keep them from spending the day. Probably makes cause sense. Because one thing with the Irish, they go to the fair in Kinvara, and they get a thousand quid in today's terms, and maybe ten five. And they'd have a bundle of money, and they couldn't fucking wait to spend it. They got fucking pissed out of their fucking minds. And, they go, and of course, of course, they, what just happened is the women go went to town, and when the thing was up, give me the money. Look, we've all yeah, been yeah, there, yeah, haven't yeah, we? Yeah, there's a, go off and have a drink now. The rest of yeah. it you can, yeah. but don't forget. So there was desperate controls in place. Uh, the Spanish, like I told you, the the story of the Spanish uh, sailor. 
who played with a very senior citizen, he thought, and he, would, who was supposed to own, he thought he owned the boat and all that. And the fella kept on losing, and he was laughing. He was losing. I said, go on, I'll double it. Oh, yeah, yeah go on, I'll double it again. Yeah, double again, yeah. Fucking, and you men had some tricks with the card, and he was fucking, he was rubbing them. He said, he said now, he said, um, pay me now. <laughs> what? I should man said, I've no money. <laughs> you pay Cassie, you have no money. No, no, I said, she has the money. My wife takes the money. She owns the boat. I show she has everything. I don't I don't really know. And he goes to wife. The wife said, What? We played he played and you oh he's no money. He said, But you have the money. <coughs> I didn't play cards with you. Why could I pay you? Could I pay you? I didn't play any cards with you. I didn't I wouldn't play cards with you. He said, But how's what am I going to do? I don't know. What are you going to do? She said, that's your trouble and his trouble. I don't want to know. Fuck off. That was his wife. I don't want to know about you. Fuck off. Yeah, yeah. Go have a drink. <coughs> yeah. But the thing is that that was the, uh, the reason for that. The old Gaelic were uh, alcoholics. They love gambles. They love fucking gambles. They race horses around the fucking field ten times and they put the last fucking penny on it. And, uh, so there was a whole fucking thing. That was where the, if, if there was war, here in this area, the type of war they had was skirmishes. There were there were people who got annoyed over kicking his horse, beat my horse, and they fucking got mad and had a big fucking row. And usually it was done over drink. They would drink. They were so 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 yeah. And they and they went off to sleep. And the next day they they'd have to apologise. The woman would send them apologise. You were very bad like that. Send them down. With, you'd have to go down the road and uh, apologise to the fellow he was after abusing. So like uh, some uh, so there was a lot of that to see the type of thing here. Uh, and yeah, of course, of course. Uh, to, to the modern English, these were savages. Yeah. These were, I like, mean, you, you heard the savages, you heard the Irish were savages. They were, they were, they were, they were, savages, they were fucking savages. They're savage, you are right, you know, but you're going to fight. But the thing is that the, that's the part of the, the whiskey then moved on. Yeah. And the, uh, like through the, you could say, the Galway crowd, here the, the, the commerce was. And the education was still very high. I mean, schools per capita here were very high. Yeah. Children go to school at the age of 15 or 16, yeah. like in the yeah. local school. And there was classes that were innovation. The hurling started up here in Cusick, like uh, this fellow. That's right, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So there was a whole lot of uh, different type of inventing sports and things like that, occupational sports. A lot of the stuff with, like, uh, the education on the continent meant the people here were different to the, to the uh, English-Irish over there. They were different people. As I, you heard in 19, the U-boat coming to Killery, and then they came in here, and the, uh, they were allowed out here, and the post office was, uh, was disconnected. They couldn't tell the guards, because Patsy the Prince was the one, Patsy, yeah. up. he was the one who interceded with, with Martin. No, 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 we're a neutral country. They're, they're not wearing uniforms. They haven't got any guns. They've come in here to meet this woman, uh, Sheila Gleason was her name, and they, she was there with 14 other women, 12 or 13 other. Yeah. And they were to meet, uh, she was meeting her boyfriend who was a captain in the German uh, U-boat. Oh, yeah. <laughs> They'd known each other before the war. She'd yeah. been in Germany before the war. Yeah. And they, they, she, they, wanted, they knew they were going to be patrolling yeah. the, the Atlantic here. Yeah. And for some reason, how she was, I, think, I don't think Sheila was a spy for Germany, but I don't know, she could have yeah. been. But they, she said, you're all right, come into the bottom. Yeah. And I know the people in the bottom. 
So don't stay in Kilry because you'll get caught. There'll be fucking spies there. You'll, they'll be notified in Dublin and England to be fucking bombers in here. And winning. Yeah. You know, you'll be blown out of it. Yeah. You get, come here, you'll be safe here because we'll make sure. So she must have talked to Frank Martin and those when she mm. came up. She said, we're coming up, we're meeting our friends, are coming, everything's fine. The local cards, of course, wanted to react. Yeah. And they were locked in their own cell. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So like, they were, you know, they were saying, no, 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 no. Uh, the, they said, well, the law in Dublin, no, no, we're, yeah, we have our, we're retaining our own brain laws here in Ireland. Yeah, and we, we, we have, uh, and the same had happened when they came, the, Michael Collins gave the order to shoot prisoners up here. Mm. Just rescinded right away by the king. No, no, they can't don't kill, us, don't no, do no, we yeah. can't kill them. No, no, yeah. get them to work and put, they think, keep track of them. And it, yeah, so like they, there's, a, there's a good side to, um, there's a very good side to most brands, like I mean, yeah. would would abhor what's happening in Ukraine and in Ghana, yeah. right, and all over the world, like over years, yeah. like it's totally unnecessary as far as brands concerned. Yeah. Like, yeah. and the, there's enough of food thrown in dustbins to feed everybody who was hungry. Yeah. So there's no need for any of it yeah. with transportation. Uh, there's a massive greed, and there's a core problem for all this anyway that we must that should be rooted out. And that's the, there's uh, nothing wrong, everybody could be a millionaire. Uh, who's coming in now? There's somebody. <laughs> so, <laughs> this place, this place will never... Will you, no bother, see, no, just no bother at all. Thank you, Diamond, do what you have brother. to do. Hello, 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 hello. hello. Yeah. How are you keeping? That yeah. is glorified. Yeah. The, the, that was done in the big industrial distilleries. Where they had a very big bill, they had, own, they had the right to all the corn in the country. They had a, they like same as Scotland, same everywhere. Yeah. They they decided then this is what we can produce, this is what we'll do, and uh, we can we have such a bank of stuff to draw from. But if you're here in the bottom, you couldn't buy anything outside the bottom, so you had to make what was here. Exactly. And and the the Irish whiskey, like uh, the pot still with the definition and all this going on, was a bit bloody stupid anyway. But that's, I mean, the, yeah, that's the big con and labeling anyway. Like, yeah, you know, yeah, that, it is, yeah, that, yeah. Uh, whatever yeah, this, this, yeah, this, oh, this yeah. whatever made in Germany or yeah, yeah, yeah. original Irish or made in wherever, like, you know, but yeah. it's just the, the final yeah. part where, yeah. uh, the final destination where parts were assembled that came yeah. from all over the world. Yeah. What does make a yeah. thing Irish or German or French or Spanish yeah, yeah. or whatever, yeah. if the shit comes from all over the place anyway, yeah, and that's yeah. why they put it in a box, like, you know. Yeah, yeah. That's, yeah. that's not right, like, you know, so it's, it's actually a perversion that they call Irish whiskey or Scottish whiskey yeah. for that matter, like, you know, yeah. uh, something that we all know, but yeah. that doesn't really from the place, is yeah. it? Yeah, no, Whereas no, no. Yeah, you actually yeah. use what you have and it's all over, yeah. like. Yeah, yeah, that's, well, that's part of, we were up, and it went with us to the McGarry as well, and the, we went up to the Ministry, of, and they had four fellas, and they were, we explained, no, 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 that can't be allowed now. We don't, no, who are Shangale? Who was Shangale? Oh yeah, we don't know about this Shangale. We don't know about this word. It's, uh, there's something missing. So we said, the co- it means old Irish. And you, you know you're Irish. But what's that got to do with whiskey? 
<laughs> without, we were thinking, fuck you, me fuck's sake. I mean, that was what fucking kept them, made women fucking powerful in this fucking thing, because they took the money. It was, it was a, an awful fucking special fucking place, a special drink. It caused, it caused an awful up, upheaval over the years in, in rural Ireland. And, and, and you're telling me now that, no, no, we have a new, this, this is now Jimison's, this is now Pernod Ricard owns it now, the Agi owns it here. Yeah. They're, they're telling you, they're telling us what we've got to tell you. I said, <laughs> no, no, we have this thing here called Bren, and it tells us that we tell you yeah. what you tell them on our behalf. <laughs> and, they, and of course, that couldn't. They, no, the McGarry and those were shutting me up, and it was saying, no, no. They were scared. Oh, no, we're going to pay. We get nothing at all if you take that attitude. They were telling me, the bosun would bring me to one side and tell me, do you know, you can, they are not interested. That no. they've been, oh, okay. They they like uh, they remind me of the Viet Cong. They've been uh, they've been uh, you know trying to uh, be re re mentally. They're fucking mentally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't get out. They've been, yeah, they've been brain. Yeah, they've been brain. Uh, they've been what do you call after you've been a thing? They've been they bring you in to get you re. <laughs> after being a prisoner yeah, or whatever re, it is, uh, yeah, yeah. educated or whatever. Yeah, yeah, they have a thing, but that's what they were, yeah. I think they were, uh, these people, there's no way they're, they're being cloned, they've been specially, yeah. their education has taught them, they don't have, no, this is the box, this is the fucking box. Yeah, yeah. Now you're asking me, there's no box, I cannot find the fucking box. And we're saying, yeah. no, it's not a box, it's something that was here, it's a reality. Yeah. No, no, it's not a reality, no. We don't, no, we have nothing, we have nothing to, they say, can you get her the paper? So I got him the paperwork there to show about the steel. And say, no, 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 that's fairy tale. I mean, that's a story. And they, so, so in other words, we didn't exist at all in the 15, 16, 17. So we actually went no. for 400 years. We didn't exist. It didn't exist? No, no, no. no we couldn't we be there. We didn't but exist. come here. So that, that yeah. would be the idea that you have um, sort yeah. of when, when, when this all is like because it takes such a long time to make the whiskey, yeah. to make the product, to get set up, to expand yeah. the property and all this, um, the idea would be a festival kind yeah. of a week. Yeah. Like. Yeah. So, but this, I, I have to ask this and then I'll let you go. I promise. Yeah. Like. yeah. But um, you nearly had Led Zeppelin here in '71 yeah, yeah, as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you didn't. Well, to, to say, how did that come? Well, how it came was they agreed to come to Ireland. They agreed to do the gig, but to send the roadies here, and there was no electricity, <laughs> and they they needed three phase for their equipment. So we decided then to get uh, the army barracks to give us their generators, which they mm. willingly did, to the detriment of some young fellows who we found their careers and <laughs> took a dive. Anyway, we got the thing and we set it up and they came again. And the nice from the, to get the interlinking of the thing, we had to dig ground with the cables. We couldn't get back. When we got it back far enough not to kill the nice, the fucking, the lights went out, the fucking thing wouldn't work. <laughs> so there was a week spent trying to fucking get the uh, acoustics and they abandoned and went back home. Said, no, we're not fucking not giving back your money. So Led Zeppelin yeah. came, you had a look at it. Yeah, they they, they send their, send their, send their send uh, the people like here. <laughs> before they got here, they came to survey, but because yeah, yeah. we explained there was no three phase, no yeah. electric, the electricity voltage was. Yeah, yeah. Sure, every time we tried, every time we turned on things, the whole valley went down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, we, were, we, were, we were blowing transformers from here to. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So it, it really is the story of. Um, yeah. uh, how you started the festival 
um, to the ground being or the soil being spoiled with nitrate. <laughs> yeah, nitrate and the mountains. So much, uh, so much shit in the said around these uh, these rocks here yeah. that that the poor old uh, gentian could uh, it, it burned all the fucking growth of the gentian. <laughs> <laughs> but that's that's mad when you think about it. Yeah. So it's like the the four hundred years where yeah. you didn't yeah. exist here. Yeah. yeah, we just spoke about the minute yeah. ago. Yeah. That's pretty much the same thing from Led Zeppelin didn't turn up to yeah. the ground being um, yeah. Yeah. ruined by nature. Yeah. 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 And it's like, what happened in between, we don't know. It didn't happen. Yeah, 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 <laughs> correct. Yeah, yeah. <laughs>